Dots. I'm Dr. Latif and I'm the host of the Money Fit MD podcast. This is where we help badass women physicians just like you learn simple and effective tools to build wealth from the inside out. That way we can create wealth and bigger impact without all the burnout. Enjoy the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode with the Money Feed MD. What's up? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I am. So I'm really glad to be here. I hope you guys are doing well. I've been a little bit under the weather, I think. It's been a rough week. The week that I'm recording this, we've had some loss. There's been some grief going on. Um, but every time that I get to record with you guys, it feels like a just time hanging out with friends. So just want to let you guys know I'm doing well. I'm doing okay. It's a heavy week, but you know, we, we're leaving it. But how are you guys doing? I want to know. Let me know. Send me a message on Instagram. Send me a message on Facebook. I really want to know how you're doing. I want to know how your money stuff is going. And also just, you know, you can leave me a review and let me know as well. On Apple Podcasts, it literally takes like one minute to do it. But I want to make sure you're doing well. I want to make sure you're doing good. And if there's something that you want me to cover on the podcast that has been covered yet i want you to let me know i'm all about y'all you people getting all the monies and being liberated because that's what it's about and on that note i have a fantastic guest today guys so i have an amazing person here with you guys her name is shade curry she is the host of Dating After Divorce podcast. She helps humans that have gone through divorces getting back into the dating game. And she's a life coach as well. We are, we both got certified through the same life coach school. And I remember meeting her, I don't know, almost a year ago, and we just like hit it up. I mean, first she's Nigerian. So, you know, our people, <laughs> right? So we really did hit it up, but I've had her on my mind ever since then. And then inside of the Money School, which is the money coaching community that I run for women physicians, it's an absolutely, absolutely amazing space. Uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, go on our website at MoneyFeedMD and check out the Money School and how you can be a part of it. But what I find is that a number of our women physicians there are divorced and every single thing that I create in all the spaces that I create is because women are, you guys are my inspiration to create it. And so the idea of going through a divorce and sometimes divorces are like crazy, chaotic or peaceful or whatever. But if you've been married for like 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, the idea of stepping your foot back in the dating game, or maybe you're widowed or a widower, right? Just stepping out in the dating game can feel really scary. So I was like, I'm going to bring the person that I know that it's all about this to come bless y'all. So welcome Shade to our crazy show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. This is my favorite topic. So I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about it. Talk about dating, divorce, all the things. How is this your favorite topic? Like, how did you fall into this? Or how did, I don't know, you fell into it? It fell into you? You fell together? What's the yeah, story? Yeah, so the process of falling into it was not my favorite thing. <laughs> because I came to it by way of my own very difficult uh first marriage and divorce, which was like, oh my gosh, that story was just um, really difficult. I was married for 17 years. My uh, ex-husband later in the marriage towards the end, you know, got diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So like that was what I had been living with the whole time. And I was like, you know, religious doing all the things like, okay, hold it together, build your house, you know, 
And eventually, I, you know, he eventually ended up filing for a divorce. So like it was that was interesting that I was doing all the work. And um, when I started setting some boundaries as our kids got older, he was not there for the boundaries. <laughs> and so he ended up filing for a divorce. Now, of course, because of his personality and the toxicity, the divorce itself was really, really difficult and I know your listeners who have been through a divorce will probably resonate with this, that you don't know the person you married until, until you go through a divorce. Like if you thought stuff was happening in the marriage, you will see 10 times of it during a divorce, especially around money, around custody of the kids, around some, you know, especially if you have someone who's like a winner takes all kind of person. That was my ex. He was, he wanted to burn it all to the ground. Um, so that was, that was really hard. And so coming out on the other side of that, um, I was very confused as to why things had ended that way. But I knew it wasn't, I was like, no, I always knew he was crazy. So that part I wasn't confused about. I was confused about why I didn't see it. And so that's how I I decided about whatever is that wasn't going on right in my own thinking, we're going to fix that. And so I've just been on this eight-year journey of really digging into what went wrong, not from, not like, oh, he's a narcissist and all that, but more like, what was I thinking? What was, why did I make the decisions that I made? I have an episode on my podcast called Why I Married My Ex. As I went through that, like revisiting the moments where I could have made a different decision, the thoughts I was thinking that led me to that decision, because I was like, I do not want to repeat that. And I can't fix it if I don't know what's going on. (laughs) And so that's how I came to this work. And everything I learned along the way is what I brought to coaching. So I coach women uh, on divorce recovery. And then my my, uh, practice has now grown to like mostly dating uh, and helping them get married again or repartnered again. Some of my clients just want a domestic partnership. There's so many options. And I think that's where, like you said uh, earlier, a lot of uh, women or a lot of your listeners are afraid to step out again, afraid to start again. And that's legit. I will say that first. <laughs> it's a legitimate uh, fear. It's a legitimate concern. And I think it would, it would not be very wise to be like, yeah, I'm just going to hop out there. I'm just going to date again. I'm just like, if they are taking their time and being deliberate and asking questions about it, that is the right thing because it's huge. The uh, divorce is one of the top most stressful things that can happen to a person. It had, takes a huge toll on women financially, physically, it takes a huge toll on the children. And so if you've been divorced once or twice, you certainly do not want to do it again. So, yeah, I mean, I a hundred percent agree with you. I've never been divorced and, but I can imagine how hard it would be to step out again. It's, you know, it's not the same as this, but the closest analogy that I can find is if someone lost a lot of money through an investment, it can be hard to step out again, right? If you got fired from your job that you loved, it's hard to trust again. So what are some tips that you give people? And again, it's not about rushing this. There's no don't rush this at all. But when you think you're defrosted, 
enough like what are and i i i tell people that let's not defrost with a microwave let's air defrost like slowly let's do it let's like slow cook put it in like, a bowl of water yeah in a bowl, just like air just like air do it don't even put it in a bowl of water like that's how much slow the defrosting may need to be but how do they know when it's time to get out how do they know when it's their fear right versus whether it's truly east time or is it just when they decide it's time yeah, so it's very nuanced. It depends on the individual. And so like out there, you might hear all kinds of rules. Some people say, oh, wait this much time or wait that much time. So just waiting an amount of time is not what gets you ready. There are some people who did so much work while they were in their marriage that they're actually ready once they come out. <laughs> and so like they come out and they're good to go. And then someone like me, I did the work right after, but I did the deep work. Like I was like, I mean, I'm... I was probably doing personal development work four to six hours a day, every day for like 18 months to two years. So then my timeline would be a little faster than someone who's doing it a little bit slower. So it's very nuanced. Um, only you will know for sure when you're ready, if you are being honest with yourself. And the way to know is to truly put on paper, air out what's going on inside of you. So what, what are you thinking? What are you thinking about marriage? What are you thinking about dating? What are you thinking about partnership? Your thoughts will reflect whether or not you're ready. Um, of course, this is work that's great to do with a therapist, to do with a coach, to explore with someone else. Where am I at? And wh what are the behaviors that I'm exhibiting? What are the emotions or triggers that are still happening to me <laughs> right now? And there's no formula because everyone is different. One of the things that I will say is not everyone who got married the first time, was was even meant to be married at all. There are some people on this planet who did, never did want to get married. That was never their thing. And for those people, it's okay to be like, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> and then there are some people based on your personality, based on who you are, you're like, you know what? I just really enjoy life with a, life with a companion, life with um, um, a spouse. And I want that again. And so that inner knowing that this is something you want is sort of like, okay, I'm here. I'm over here on this end of the bridge. On the other end of the bridge is the fact that I know and I truly desire to have a partner and a loving relationship again. And then crossing the bridge is all the things in between. So everything that gets you ready for that are the things you, you want to do in the middle. So um, I'll give some examples. One is uh, I always tell my clients to do self-discovery work. If you're socialized as a woman, if you've been married, if or in a long-term relationship, and if you have children, chances are you have been distracted the last 10, 15, 20 years of your life. You've probably not paid a lot of attention to yourself. You may not really know what you really want, who you really are. The best parts of yourself have been left behind. So definitely taking some time for self-discovery. We, we do a lot of that work. Um, and I like, I like self-discovery because it tells me what a woman needs to put on her dating profile. Most women will just, if you just create a dating profile, it's sort of like when, if you told, told someone to write a, a resume from scratch, they would write the worst resume. But if they went back and looked at their career, that was, all the juicy stuff is in the back. So self-discovery is part of, um, really getting to being ready and having a successful journey. Um, the second part is what I call self-championing. I don't know if I call it that. That is a word in the world. 
It's not like Actually, I need that. <laughs> quick question, Shadi, before we move to the second one. What does self-discovery mean? Like, some people may go, I don't even know. Like, what am I discovering? Are you finding out, like, what my... Like, who am I? What I enjoy doing? What my favorite food is? Like, what is served? Like, what does that even entail? It's a whole journey. And I'll I'll just tell you kind of like how, what I did with it. So for me, self-discovery was one. I went back and I looked at um, myself. So I really started dating very seriously at 19. You know, I mean, I had crushes on guys before things like that. But when I was like, okay, got to find a partner, you know, I don't know. I mean, I went to, I went to college in Nigeria. So you know how it is 19. It's like, I got to nail this down pretty soon because I can't graduate with, without a husband. That's the, the world I was in. So 19 was when I really got serious about picking a partner. And I dated like two or three guys really seriously, got engaged to one. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But I realized that from age 19, and then I got married at 21. So 19 to 21 was this very active search for a spouse. And then 21 to 39 was living with the spouse who just took up all of the air in the room. And I realized that I I had, I wasn't the same person I was at 19. But what if at 39, so 20 years had passed, what if at 39, I could live the life that my 19-year-old would have lived if I hadn't married my ex? Right? I was like, yeah, 20 years is nothing. I'm, 30, I'm 39. I have another 40 years ahead of me. So basically, it's the same thing. And so I went back. So part of my self-discovery was going back to almost like time travel to create a whole new journey. And I had to reconnect with her, my 19-year-old self. I was like, so what do you, what were we wanting to do? What was our plan? What were like, and it, it, that just broke a whole lot open because I, I reconnected with that part of myself. That I wanted to be a speaker, wanted to be a, a motivational speaker. I wanted to write books. I wanted to like travel. I had all these dreams that, and some of them did come true, but not in any way like, she had dreamed them. So I, I read, that was one part of self-discovery. It was, who am I? What was I always meant to do? Your six-year-old knows what you're meant to do in the world. You're, you're, you know, <laughs> And she, she's not afraid to say, I want to be this, I want to be that, or whatever. So I went back, I reconnected with my 19-year-old, and I rediscovered my life's purpose. So that was one area of self-discovery. Another area of self-discovery was I really looked at who would be, what kind of man would be a good fit for me? Not what kind of man can I find or what kind of man do I want? (laughs) I really sat, and this was over a period of months. I had on my phone, I had a little um, notepad. And every time I saw something that was like, I was like, oh yeah, I need a guy who does this because this is where I'm going. So after I reconnected with my purpose, the next step was to say, what kind of guy can come alongside that? And you know how like, if you're in a patriarchal society or conservative society, it's all like, okay, women come alongside So I know I'm going to step on some toes with that statement. I, at 39, decided that I needed a man who was going to come alongside. Not that he was going to be like my wife or anything like that, but I needed to think about me and what I needed in order to pick a man. Because I wanted an equal partner. So it wasn't like I was, I'm not the man in my relationship. I just have a man who has the qualities that I need. I needed someone who could be with me now at the time when I was starting my business, who could also be with me 
10, 15, 20 years down the line when my business was different, which is what I didn't have in my first relationship. So that was another area of self-discovery was what do I need? What life am I living? Um, what do I like? Even simple things like what do I like? Where do I want to live? Um, what are my assets? What are my accomplishments? What are my talents? Like when you are in that single space, just you have much space to really think about you when you're with your you know, when you're in a relationship, you have to sometimes share that space. Um, and so you may not know yourself so well. So good. Thanks for breaking that down. I can see how if someone actually takes the time to be intentional about asking those questions, how even things like dating profile would be more clear. Because clarity is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Because when you're clear, you're just like, I don't know, you just don't, you just ignore many people because you're like no and and about that (laughs) and about that a lot of the wrong people will ignore you if you have the right things on your profile so i'll give you i'll 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 say this to everyone who's listening right now if you have the words nice kind family oriented loyal anything that like signals niceness and sweetness and take that stuff off your dating profile right now because that is a siren not that you shouldn't be nice and wonderful I empathetic, but that is a siren call for a guy who's like, oh yeah, she's going to put up with all of my bullshit. <laughs> all right. Tell us all the tips. Tell us what should people know? Cause you know, it's like, okay, I haven't been out there for a long time. Yeah. What are the best dating apps by the way now? Oh, the best. So, uh, it depends on where you are. So, like, okay. so, so there, there are a few, I have my favorites. I really like match Bumble hinge. This is 2023. So those are my top three, but there are actually some specialized ones that I also tend to recommend there's some that are like age you know by age those are pretty good um so the best app you won't know the best app just because someone recommended an app to you you have to try multiple apps it's like saying um what's the best marketing method you're gonna have to try two or three or four or five marketing methods before you find the combination that works for you specifically so those are my top three in general but people are trying to find, okay, so this is one of the tips. Dating is uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. And I think what holds a lot of women back is that they don't believe in their own capacity to handle it. And so then we look for shortcuts that will make it easy. <laughs> and we want the first guy that we go on a date with to be the one so that we don't ever have to go back on the app and we don't ever have to go out there again. Oh, that's a whole word. Dating is uncomfortable. Yes. So if you start dating the first date and it's uncomfortable, doesn't necessarily mean, of course, you trust yourself and you're, you know, they're like big things. Absolutely. But it's if it's uncomfortable, it is supposed to be uncomfortable. Yes. It's a new Thank skill. You. Thank you for saying M- that. Many of us, if you're listeners, I'm 40. I'm 46. I'm 46. Yes. <laughs> the years go by so fast now. I can't remember. 46. So dating apps did not exist when I was dating as a young person. Match had not been invented. <laughs> like AOL was just coming out at this time. The AOL, you know, like, because I have a friend who met her, uh, her husband on an AOL board. So it is a new skill. It is okay if you don't know how to do it. Perfectly normal. There's no shame. There's a narrative for women that you should just know how to do it. You should just know how to get a guy. And there's something wrong with you if you can't. You must be the one this. You must be too aggressive and too intimidating and too bossy. No, it's just a skill, just like getting a job, just like interviewing, just like marketing, just like running a business. 
And so learning is important. I love that. Is that something you help people with learning? Like what exactly if, so if my women, my humans are listening right now, and I know some of my people are physicians, my money school is only for women physicians. However, on my, you know, YouTube and on the podcast, we have everybody listening to the podcast. So the question is, who do you work with and what exactly do you help them with? Because I think this is such a, this is such a, it's not a taboo, but this is an area of discomfort for a lot of women, especially when they've gone through divorce. And I truly believe that the more chaotic the marriage was, the more chaotic the divorce was, the longer people were married, the harder it is for people to accept that this is a new skill set, a new area that they need help with. So tell us what are the things you help people with? Smart people have a hard, we just have a hard time with failure because we were like, we were the A students. (laughs) We got it all right. We got the careers. We're the amazing ones at work. So we have a hard time not knowing things and being learners again. So I I totally get that. Um, So I work with women, uh, divorced women, and I walk them really from zero. Like you've never been on a dating app. So my clients, that's the... The lowest common denominator. I work with people who have been dating and they just haven't found success and all of that. But I do also work like my most recent success story coming on my podcast uh, in a in a in about a month is a woman, sixty three, who had never been on a dating app. She'd been divorced two years, had never been on a dating app, and now she's got her boo six and a half months later. So that's who I work with. Like in between getting on an app and. <laughs> Moving in with your new boo, if you're anywhere in between there, I can help you. Um, and my process really just looks like breaking it down so that it's not so mysterious. Not just the being on the app, conversations, fears, dating anxiety. Some people have social anxiety or a little more inhibited or they're introverts. And so some of those interactions are a little bit uncomfortable. Being able to tell who is a scammer on the app, who is a narcissist. Um, and then, you know, so all of those things, I break down all of the practical side of it. And then the other pillar is then just the woman's own internal journey. So a lot of women come to me with a lot of like self-doubt, second guessing, uh, their self-esteem of their body image, their thoughts about like, oh, I have baggage. Who would want me? I'm too old. <laughs> uh, some of them come with a fear of intimacy, a, a fear of opening up again, like some self-trust like oh my gosh I don't want to be taken advantage of again I don't even want a man in my house but then you are you know skulking around and lurking on the on the apps which means that maybe you do but you have some fears that you need to work through but setting boundaries healing like the whole uh some of my clients not all need to walk through their past relationships some of my clients have been like 20 relationships over their lifetime and have all these scars and all these thoughts and hurts. And sometimes we need to walk through all of them to change their story so that they can go out with like a clean slate and a healthier mind. Love it. And if someone is trying to find you, I know your podcast is Dating After Divorce. Uh, How else can they find you? They want to coach with you. They want you to walk with them through that journey. Absolutely. You can find me pretty much on Instagram, my website, and on Facebook with uh, Shade Curry. And Shade is spelled the Nigerian way. So it is S-A-D-E and Curry is C-U-R-R-Y. So uh, Shade Curry on Instagram, ShadeCurry.com is my website and Shade Curry Life Coach on Facebook. 
And we're going to have all the links to all that on YouTube and on Instagram. And y'all, seriously, go listen to her podcast. Go hit her up. I'm, I don't believe that everybody's meant to be in a relationship. I also don't believe that everybody's meant to, you know, to think that they have to do it one way because it's what we've all been told to do. However, my MO is all about the freedom and the liberation to live life on our own terms. And if this is what you desire, then you bet your butt we're going to help you do it. And that's what this is about. So I hope you guys have loved listening to this episode. If you have, let me know in the review. Um, I want to hear from you. Let us know how we can serve you. And from me and from everybody listening, I want to say a big thank you, Shade, for coming to bless us with your goodness this morning. Oh, thank you, Latifa. I appreciate it. I appreciate it so much. And listeners, thank you for your time and attention. All right. Bye, everybody. And see you in the next episode. If you have loved this episode, I would love it if you can head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps us get this content to more women physicians. This is a money revolution, and I'm so glad that you're part of it. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.